Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast, brought to you by themarketinghelp.co. Uh, joined today for this episode of How to Talk About by co-founder of the Marketing Help, Jed Singer. Jed, welcome to the episode. What's going on, Eric? How are you? All right. So, you know, we've done these before, these How to Talk About episodes, and, and we find these to be pretty valuable to our user or listeners when it comes to identifying specific topics. Um that our audience is going to be coming across in their careers, um, you know, and how to talk about these internally, how to talk about them externally, uh, how to be how to be active in talking about them, but also how to potentially be prepared uh, to be reactive to these. And the topic today is is none other than the hottest app uh, going right now, and that's the Clubhouse app. So this episode, how to talk about the Clubhouse app. Um, set it up for us. Sure. Um, Clubhouse, yes. Uh, in January and into February, you can't get away from this app, right? In terms of conversation. And and these episodes, these how to talk about episodes are probably my favorite. Um, I love the the career moments interviews that that we do, that you do. Uh, the how to talk about ones are are fun to me, and they also are super valuable, hopefully. Um, to you, uh, the the listener, in that you as a marketer are going to find yourself in all kinds of conversations day to day, week to week about what's going on in the in the space. And we're not here to tell you exactly how to use any of these new, whether it's a, a, a new app or a new platform or whether it's an old favorite or transitioning careers. You're talking about your uh, career path, any of these things. We're not telling you necessarily how to do it in these episodes, but we're giving you ways to talk about it so that you can um, frame it in the right way with whomever you're talking with, be that on an interview, uh, whether you're doing the interviewing or the you are the interviewee, uh, or whether you're working with peers and just talking in the white space between meetings, um, or if you're talking with your manager, or if you're on an uh, on agency side and you're talking with uh, clients, right, or talking internally about putting a proposal together for something new, um, there are all these times when you're going to have to talk about whatever's new and uh, trending in in our industry. And and these are always fun episodes for us to just tell you how we would position those types of conversations. So Clubhouse, really interesting concept, right? I mean, and and you'll you'll tell us sort of the byline of exactly what the app does, but uh, I'm really excited to talk about Clubhouse with you today. Right. So this is not the episode to go in the, the 101, how to use Clubhouse. There's tons of content out there. You've probably read or seen or listened to some of that already. So we assume there's a base level of knowledge on what the app is, right? So, you know, it's basically the audio chat room. It's synchronous audio content. And knowing that, um, what do we do about it? Um, you know, you're a marketer, right. you have a team, you, you, you want to have your finger on the pulse. I mean, when I think about the clubhouse app, you know, ha having an opinion on how it could work for you or your client is, I don't really think, I don't see this as just a thing. The social media team should figure out because let's, let's, let's flash back to some other shiny object syndrome, uh, networks or tools in, in recent history where the social media team had to go figure out, you know, even Pinterest way back when, but Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Reels when it came out. I don't see this as a social media team only thing. 
because let's be honest, the 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 obviously the barrier to get in needs to be invite only. So if you've been working the who you know, as we talked about in career profile, you know somebody who has an invite. Uh, and if you're leveraging your network because you have a good relationship, you'll get an invite. You'll get an invite. Um, if anyone listening needs an invite, just shoot me an email. But um, once you get in, you just got to kick the tires. It's so easy once you get in to just see what's being talked about, how to create a room uh, to have a conversation. So this, the account executive, the person in PR, uh, the VP, all the way to the intern, everyone should take a crack at just getting in to see how this app is used. Uh, even if you're just lurking, because I believe the way they, they built this app is it's designed to embrace newbies uh, as they have a little indicator on your profile image to let everyone know that you're new. So no harm, no foul by just joining and listening. Um, so, so just gathering intel at that level should be everybody's responsibility, not just social media. Right. And yes. So you said a lot there. Totally agree. And uh, so step one, right, of, of how to talk about Clubhouse is have an opinion, right? Have, have a point of view, uh, whether it's for your agency, for your client, for you and your marketing team, your startup, uh, your small business, whatever the case, right? Have, have a point of view, have an opinion. How do you get one? Uh, you can either get into the platform yourself and right. lurk around and participate, or you can read about it, watch videos about it. Uh, we'll, we'll put a great one-on-one video into the show notes. You can listen to great podcast episodes like this, this one, um, also. So, so that's probably step one and step two. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get into a conversation with your manager, for example, about what to do on clubhouse, a good thing to say might be, Hey, have you, have you been on clubhouse Mm. before we bite off a project here? Uh, have you been on there? Have you, have you seen how it works? Is it interesting to you? What do you think? Uh, you can always sort of um, spin it back on your manager or, uh, you know, other other folks within the agency, other folks within the team. So don't feel like you need to have all the answers, especially when we're talking about the new shiny object. Um, it's, it's good to spin it around and get other people's perspectives and also have your point of view in your back pocket. Now, Clubhouse, you, you, you described it really well, right? It's, it's almost essentially if we were all going... Uh, to live be on a podcast together, right? And people could just join join in on a podcast live. Uh, and that's a really interesting thought, right? Podcasts are successful because they're asynchronous, because they get recorded and then anybody can listen to them on demand, right? The same way you watch your, your on-demand video instead of live cable. Live streaming as a thing uh, has been around for, for a while in the social media space. And I love that you said this is not just the job of the social media team. So uh, live streaming, I'm, I'm thinking more, uh, you know, whatever it was, eight, eight years ago or less or fewer to like Meerkat, Periscope, uh, which which uh, the one the one copied the other feature Blab. set. Periscope. Don't, forget, don't forget about Blab. Can't, can't forget about that. Um, but Periscope, I think, just copied the Meerkat feature set and then got acquired right away by uh, Twitter. Um, and that was live streaming video. And then Facebook and, and, of course, Instagram as part of Facebook. 
and YouTube and uh, now LinkedIn, right, have all gotten on the live video train. Live video has a lot of issues, right? And if you were in this very position when live video was starting and you signed yourself up for a big project or committed, you're, you're a marketing leader and you committed a ton of resources that, you know, in the next budget cycle to live streaming, you might've gotten burned by that one because it is so resource intensive to do, to do well. Live streaming has a number of issues, right? And and there are advantages in that that have evolved over the last few years in that you can keep those live streams as part of a social profile or as an asset, almost like a, like a webinar, right? And store that on your website as a lead gen magnet or something like that. Um, that these are the things that can hold back live, right? Being live, uh, you, you lose that audience if the asset is not being stored. Uh, you, you don't have, the asset doesn't have the kind of legs that it would have if it's being stored. Now, live audio is interesting because it's less of an ask. It's less resource intensive than live video. You don't need a huge production crew for someone to jump into one of these clubhouse rooms, right? It's much um, lower cost, right? And and lower, lower risk potentially. So live audio is really interesting. This sort of synchronous audio uh, experience that people can jump into. And you want to be thinking about this in terms of content, right? Not in terms of social. It's definitely a social app, but this is about content, right? And how could you plan an experiment potentially if, if someone within your marketing leadership is really hot on doing some sort of a promotion or, or a program with Clubhouse, how can you bite off something small, do a pilot, see how it goes? Uh, if you want to slow roll it even further, you can push it back to them and ask if they've been on the platform yet and experimented uh, or talk about stage gates, right? Hey, meteoric growth over the last few months, whatever it was, December, I think they had uh, half a million users or something like that at the beginning of December. And then, you know, by the, by the end of January, I think they were at 2 million users, right? So, you know, 3x uh, growth in a matter of six weeks or eight weeks. Um, that still pales in comparison to the audience that's on other platforms that you've already got an investment with. So the wait and see mode with um, the, the wait and see position or point of view with something like this is a really good one if you're talking internally. Uh, if you're if you're at an agency, though, right, you can you can be really proactive with that type of conversation and be offering up not only perspective but what that pilot could look like, uh, knowing that you know your your client may or may not uh, want to sign up for a huge investment right off the bat for something that's so new. So, the the, the steps to get involved agree, right? Uh, the the opinion, and, and you know you, you start thinking about the use cases here for clients and for businesses. And, and I don't yeah. think this is, is a, you know, you think about piloting, right? I don't, I don't know at this level. Um, and again, this could all change in like three days, but you know, businesses having a business presence on clubhouse um, are the ones that really are just in that, you know, kind of uh, test, test mode, right? Not expecting much, just trying to get in there. I mean, one business was in there the other day having an earnings call just for the public, not for investors, for the public. So, you know, that brand, pretty big brand, actually, um, wasn't following many guidelines. But, you know, I see it as more of an individual use case first. 
so that you can have the right ideas when you come to your your uh, clients or your business. Because uh, just as you were saying, live or synchronous audio, um, you know, and there's ex- exclusivity to it just by nature of getting in. So it's not something that's going to be for all customers because not all customers are going to be able to get in. Uh, but it could be exclusivity for your VIP customers where invites become currency and the currency to get into Clubhouse allows them to talk with CEO, influencer, someone that's really special to your audience. So you start thinking about the building your opinion. You know, every marketer out there should have a good finger on the pulse of who is your, your target audience and what's important to them because this thing, this tactic of Clubhouse Room could fit into the under the strategy of, you know, exclusivity or education at some level. Um, so that, that could be a way to think about the use case for Clubhouse. Right. Yeah. And, and the, the first mover, right. And, and that has some equity, right. If that, if that's in line with your brand strategy, first mover innovator, then you need to invest more time and thinking in what you're going to do with this new platform. Um, if you are more of a conservative brand or you know that your organization is more conservative with marketing, uh, then you, you can afford the time, right, to sit back and, and wait and see. You want to have a, a position on it. You want to have a point of view, but you can absolutely wait and see what's going to happen with this platform. Um, and I know you and I have some different thoughts, um, some of the same thoughts on on the direction that this is probably going to go. Having seen this many times before. It is nice. Isn't it nice, Eric, to be talking about new apps and new, new. social networks? I feel like it's been a while. It's been yeah. a minute since we were talking about uh, Vine and Jelly and Meerkat and Periscope. Yeah. Um, TikTok really has been the only one in the last five years. Well, I guess Snapchat, Snapchat might have been 15. Um, so maybe TikTok's the only one in the last, in the last five years that has really broken through. Uh, what happens is, right, we, we watch the door five years ago, eight years ago, the door started to close behind um, Facebook and Twitter and Google uh, as, you know, they, they started to just acquire other apps before they got big enough to make a dent in, in the user base of those big, you know, the, of the main social apps. Um, so it's nice to be talking about something new. Something new, exactly. But we were talking about earlier, and you were saying how, um, you know, the fa- uh, Facebook, uh, maybe Twitter, already working on something very similar to Clubhouse. So this could be one of these Vine, you know, uh, peaks and valleys of popularity and usage uh, because somebody else rolls something out that's very similar. It, hey, listen, may or may not work. Does Clubhouse get acquired. I mean, all these other permutations start to come in in terms of outcomes for the app. But to see something that has this pop, this much popularity in such a unique use case because of the synchronous audio, uh, you know, again, for us, it's flashbacks to, you know, days before where there's something similar, but not quite the same thing. But then it's also like, well, in, in three days or sorry, in, in short time, uh, a big player could roll something out similar and, and Clubhouse could go away. 
Um, right. Yeah. And I mean, the, the killer feature, right? The killer app, the killer feature. We always used to, as marketers, talk about that, um, you know, the late 2000s, early 2010s. That was a big conversation. Uh, what's the next killer app, the next killer platform, killer feature? Um, and this one has definitely captured imaginations, right? The, mm-hmm. the sort of live audio, live public audio. Um, the first time you hear that, uh, even as an experienced marketer, your head sort of cocks to the side. Is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> Would right. people do that? Uh, is that going to work? But then the growth rates speak for themselves the last the last couple of months. Um, so it seems like it's just a matter of time before uh, it hits some exit velocity and we get out of this invite only mode that they're in. Yeah. Uh, and that of, of course, your, your other major platforms are going to start to copy this feature as they do with everything else that's smart that starts to catch on. I mean, the invite thing may be cool for now or, or may have an element of interest to, to keep it interesting. But yeah, what happens the day where they remove that? Is it still as interesting or does it just become super noisy? How do you control that? So a couple of thoughts as, as you're talking there, I was thinking um, as it relates to TikTok, how TikTok, you know, what did TikTok do? It allowed everyone to be content creators and the creativity just became very apparent that you saw uh, 10-year-olds to 60-year-olds become super creative in producing content. Yes. Okay, so what happens now that you have this synchronous audio platform? It's less about the visual, um, you know, sight, sound, and motion, and it's more about authenticity, mm-hmm. value, niche. I mean, I don't know. I'm just riffing here. But so that's that'll be interesting to see who does who does the Clubhouse app create? Does it create... Uh, a world of better storytellers? Does it create a world of better moderators and those that can effectively communicate? I don't know. I mean, in the rooms I've been listening to, um, it's been interesting to just hear people that clearly are not comfortable hearing themselves talk, but they're getting outside their comfort zone. And we saw Mm -hmm. it in TikTok with video. And maybe we see more people get outside their comfort zone with just audio, which seems like you said earlier, a little less of a risk um, so the one takeaway I was, the point I was going to make about that is from an internal standpoint, when you have a conversation with your boss about professional development and you know that you want to get better at public speaking, you know that you want to get better presenting to clients, what better place to go and start working on your communication than into a synchronous audio platform where if you join the right room and doesn't have to be talking about marketing, it can be talking about comics or anything that you're passionate about. Wow. Look at the reps you get. Look at the reps you get at being a better orator, oral communicator. Um, so, if I'm a manager of a team, marketing team, I'm seeing this as a way to develop my team by saying, "Yeah, yeah, get in the clubhouse. We'll get invites, and I want you to to participate and get on stage for a couple in a couple rooms in over the course of the next month." Right. Um, super, super low, low risk, low exposure. Show us what you can do. Yeah. And then the the other way to position, right? If you're if you're managing up, let's say, if you're managing up, your manager, you know, has shiny object syndrome, happens all the time. Whatever the conference that they went to last, they come back with a bunch of slides that that says, here's what we should be working on next year. Um, they have shiny object syndrome. This is an opportunity when they want to talk about this. You should have stats in your back pocket about the growth rate. Um, you should also be prepared to ask 
them tough questions that that will put them that will make them rethink right and and some of those tough questions can be hey you're you're talking about a a live streaming audio community publicly publicly available community where we're going to be talking why don't we start with webinars I ha we haven't done a webinar in three years why don't we start with webinars and build some muscle around this type of experience or hey we've been talking about dipping a toe into podcasting for three years now mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't done anything right so let's not jump from a you know when talking about a maturity curve let's not jump over podcasting to get to live audio live public audio let's take the first step which is how can we be leveraging podcasting? Obviously, this Clubhouse app is hitting a chord with the community mm -hmm. and the growth rates speak for themselves. So one thing I can surmise from this is that audio is here to stay, right? Mm -hmm. Not exactly a newsflash, but podcasts uh, are becoming more and more popular, right? I don't know if we've reached peak podcast yet, mm -hmm. but we're, we're close. Uh, so if you as a marketing organization haven't yet addressed podcasting, don't skip podcasting on, on this shiny object. There will be a maturity curve for, you know, th this, this new thing, which is live audio, live public audio. This is the very beginning of a new thing. There's no need to skip the established thing, the now established thing. We've got 10 years of podcasting behind us. We know that it's here to stay, uh, and you know we've talked about we've talked about how to talk about podcasts for for we've done that before. Mm -hmm. um, you know my point of view on automation, and we're going to be in driverless cars, driverless Ubers. We're going to have more and more time to listen to things, so podcasts are here to stay. Uh, there's more and more time that's going to be freed up so that consumers, listeners, can be consuming podcasts. Um, now that bodes very well for a product like this. Uh, a feature like this, where you're talking about live uh, streaming audio, public public audio. Um, so I would say that's another opportunity for you internally to manage up is to say, let's not skip the established thing, right? We've been talking about doing a podcast or getting involved in podcasting, putting a budget for advertising on podcasts. We've been talking about this for three years, but we haven't done anything with it yet. Now's the time, right? We can already see what the next thing is. So now let's, they're not going to be mutually exclusive podcasts and whatever this live streaming audio experience is will exist in parallel. So let's get the muscle memory down. Let's get some process. Let's figure out how we're going to play in this audio world. And then we can take the next step to live unfiltered public communities mm -hmm. after we've mastered the podcasting. Mm -hmm. No, I think there's value in that because the podcasting feels like it may be a little bit more long-term than you know, something, something more in your control than uh, putting all your weight into uh, the, the synchronous audio that isn't even recorded. So you have nothing, nothing left after the, the room is done. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, recording it on the DL, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, right. I just, I mean it's, that's if we're if we're reading tea leaves or if we're making predictions, um, that's a that's a fatal flaw in this particular platform, Clubhouse, for marketers. Um, it doesn't mean that it's a fatal flaw for the app for the for the network, right? There's a lot of apps out there that are uh, transient, 
right? You know, uh, and and uh, meaning, you know, the the message disappears. Uh, mm-hmm. The the usernames are anonymous. Uh, things are private in private groups, Telegram, things like that. Um, and some apps have made transient content uh, work, right? In Instagram stories, uh, Twitter fleets now. Um, you know, Snapchat obviously made made that a thing. Mm-hmm. So as marketers, we we wrapped our heads around that and we said, okay, well, if the content is going to disappear, then that means that the cost of making the content has to go down. It can't be this, uh, you know, uh, a Hollywood film level budget, right? We've got to drop the level of production. And that's, in fact, you know, to your point about TikTok earlier, that's what people want. There's two parallels that are happening with this app, TikTok and Meerkat or Periscope, pick one. Yeah. Uh, but for, for my analogy, we're going to go with Meerkat. Um, but with TikTok, you had YouTube already, right? And that's where you were creating long form video that mm-hmm. could be highly polished. Um, and TikTok was, was a way to democratize the content creation, which is, which is what you said, right? It, it enabled creators mm-hmm. and creators that could be eight years old, right? That didn't need to know how all the YouTube equipment worked. This is going to do something very similar with audio. You might not need all of the overhead of podcasting to create some polished, uh, you know, a New York Times-esque type of podcast show. This is going to be much more raw, unfiltered. You know, you're democratizing the, uh, the tool of audio and dropping the cost and the requirements down so that really anybody can jump in and do it just with their phone. So that's, that I think is, is the thing to keep in mind is mm-hmm. that it's going to work. This, this is definitely a new mode of communication for people. Mm-hmm. Is it going to work for marketers? Mm-hmm. The, the flaw I think is that you can't store those conversations uh, and use it as an asset somewhere else. The way you can, for example, with a webinar, uh, or with a social post uh, that you can use over and over again. Um, that to me, I, I think is is something that they're going to have to address if marketing dollars are going to get involved, right? Which which means the advertising budgets. And and let's see if an ad model starts to appear in Clubhouse, which you have to imagine is only moments away. <laughs> now, I mean look at history, right? So you, you you build an audience, you have functionality, you have data, tons of data and information. Oh, by the way, access to all your contacts. So there's got to be a play here for an ad model at some level. I mean, look, it happened at Snap, it happened at TikTok. I mean, I think the valuation for Clubhouse currently is a billion dollars. So, right. you know, you got, you got to earn that somehow. But I, right. just, I just keep on coming back to the fact that anyone, anyone can, can, interact with influencers in a given space tomorrow. You don't have to get in line with a pay for a ticket. You don't have to wait, you know, like in person and travel 6,000 miles. You just jump into the app and you're talking with Neil Patel uh, or whoever somebody is that you want to talk with. You can do that. Um, but my point here is that right. it's it's going to allow people to get outside their comfort zone in a communication form that is low risk. It's audio. And... The, the, the guidelines of how to use Clubhouse that I'm seeing and witnessing in these in these rooms is everyone is, is very welcoming. And there's no, at least from what I've seen, I mean, not say it doesn't exist, but there's no pretense. There's no, you know, like 
uh, oh, you're a newbie, so don't bother raising your hand. No, no, no. It's, it's very welcoming, warming. But again, I just see this as such a great development tool for individuals around communication. And that's why I think it's for everybody on the marketing team um, before starting to try to inject a brand uh, in a marketing context. Not to say there isn't a use case for marketers, but I feel like step one is like, use it for yourself to get comfortable with yourself uh, and outside whatever your respective you know comfort zone is. Figure out what's going to make you uncomfortable. Use this app to get that done. And I think that's going to, that's, I think where it's, where it's going to provide value to marketing teams. Agree. Yeah. S- step one, roll, roll your hands up, experience the app, experience yep. how it works uh, so that you can put a better point of view together. Um, you know, and, and there's different types of marketing organizations, right? There's different types of businesses. If we're talking about B2C, this is something that, I think we'll have a lot of application going forward, this new mode of communication. Mm-hmm. On the B2B side, I'm more hesitant, right? Um, you know, thought leadership, right? We talk about thought leaders when it comes to marketing as a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, on the B2C side, established, right, for a long time. B2B side's coming along, right? Thought leaders as it relates to uh, unsexy B2B industries, uh, manufacturing, packaging, uh, server, things like this, right? Having your smartest people be the thought leader in your space uh, is something that the smartest B2B marketing organizations are doing. Now, it takes a lot of process to and a lot of resources to make those things happen. And every smart marketing organization also knows how to measure success in whatever they're doing. So it's it's tricky if you don't have that kind of infrastructure in place, the process and the technology to measure success. Now, if you're trying to leapfrog everything and, and go to lot, this brand new mode of communication, there's not gonna be any measurability right now. Um, you know, there, there's, there's all of these other things that you wanna make sure you've got in place. So if you're a B2B marketer and thinking about a program here, do if, if let's just say you're at a manufacturing organization, are the smart people who, who make your stuff, are they on social media? Have you, have you already put a process in place for orchestrating the subject matter experts at your organization? And are you measuring success in terms of thought leadership there? Um, or is there a way for you to piggyback on what other thought leaders are doing? Podcasting, for example, you can sponsor a podcast. You don't need to create a podcast to get a return on it. You can sponsor a po- somebody else's podcast. There are going to be vehicles like that when it comes to this live audio where you won't need to host a room. You won't need to create something from scratch. You'll be able to um, capitalize on thought leaders that exist on the platform without having to make the big investment of creating it from scratch, right? The build versus buy or or the rent versus build. Right, because you could find somebody who's already established a room, connect with them on Clubhouse, say uh, you can join their room, maybe connect with that leader of the room before the event, ask to be, you know, say, I'd like to come on stage and, and share some thoughts. So it does feel like discussion is kind of the theme for whatever these rooms are when they get started. It's not so much shilling someone's product or services, again, at least from my perspective, it may happen. But if you think about that point of thought leadership turning into leads, turning into sales, doesn't seem to be a lot of that going on. 
It just seems to be about the topic, discuss about it. Everyone can share the stage. That's the image they portray, right? Get on the stage, share a topic. Now in the bio and everything else, there's link trees and there's WhatsApp numbers and there's ways you can follow up to get more information. But if you're jumping in here saying, hey, I got an idea, let's create a room about, um, I don't know, <laughs> whatever your client may sell. And let's just talk about it and then push people to a landing page that has 20% off. I wouldn't recommend that. That, that may be a, yeah, well, uh, no. it, it may work at some level, but it's, it's going to smell funny because I don't know that that's the intent of the rooms that are being created. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. I mean, every day there's something, there's a room about something and there's a room about everything. It's just the wild west at some level. But I think it's just wrapped in this this authenticity blanket that just says, hey, come into a room, have a discussion, connect with people, get outside your comfort zone. So listen, <laughs> two months from now, it could be a whole different story. But uh, again, that's, right. that's, that, that is a, a way to think about potentially approaching it. Right. And, and in terms of, exactly, in terms of how to talk about Clubhouse, best thing you can do right now is set expectations about what can be learned. Not, not results, not what kind of big investment can we make? How can this be a learning initiative? How can this be a pilot to learn something about a new method, a new mode of communication that's going to be relevant in the future? And hey, we've also got some stepping stones to that new mode already. And, it, and they're called podcasting and they're called live streaming video, right. right? We can learn all about what's going to be successful with this new me medium from those other two uh, that we've we've already talked about. I like it. I like it. I mean, listen, good discussion. Any any parting thoughts, takeaways um, for the episode? I would just say, right, take take these opportunities. Whenever we we talk about how to talk about topics, yeah, yeah. Um, we think about proactive and reactive, and you have to be ready to talk about that these topics in both ways. You can be proactive and take these topics to the people who matter, um, like your like your manager or other key stakeholders or clients. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll need to be reactive, right? You'll get put in a position, even if it's in small talk, networking, interviewing, you'll get put in a position to have to talk about them. So you want to have a, a point of view. Now, the the I guess the last piece would be the parallel that I mentioned. So two parallels, right? One with for for Clubhouse, one with um, uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. right? And, and you had mentioned how it's sort of democratizing the ability to create this type of content that wasn't, that was, that was much more uh, labor intensive and resource intensive before. The other parallel is with Meerkat, right? And, and what happened with Meerkat was it lost because another app copied all their features and got acquired by Twitter, which gave them the platform to reach everybody. And so then live video happened on Twitter. And then all Facebook did was copy that feature set as well. Um, we don't have Meerkat anymore because of that. So I wouldn't plan on Clubhouse surviving this, unfortunately, mm. <laughs> not to be the, the, the wet blanket at the end of the conversation, but I wouldn't plan on Clubhouse being the one that survives this. It's just too hard today in uh, the 2020s uh, for a new social app to catch on because we've got these behemoths like Facebook, Google, Twitter, uh, and Microsoft with LinkedIn who have closed, essentially closed the door behind them, right? Because they have so much data, they're so pervasive. All the APIs in the in industry connect to those platforms. 
What's going to happen though, is that these platforms will copy the feature set because it's been successful. We now see the, the you know, uh, skyrocket growth. So you're going to have these live audio experiences on Facebook. They've already announced that. They've already announced they're working on it. You're going to have them on Twitter. Uh, you're going to have them on Reddit. I, I, you know, I reached out to my inside sources um, from, you know, people who have worked at these different organizations or, or still work at these organizations and they're working on these things. So you're going to have all the major players have experiences like this. Does that mean there's nothing to be learned from Clubhouse if it doesn't exist in two years? Wrong, right? The thing to be learned right now is how to be successful in engaging authentically in a new medium like this, because you're going to have to do it as a marketer in the platforms that you're already invested in, like Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and Reddit. Um, and whether you're B2C or B2B, you're going to have to get into this new mode of communication eventually. So you might as well learn here while the stakes are are low. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's uh, I love the the lens of learning, right? So go into this trying to figure out by doing, engaging and seeing how, uh, cause trust me, if you're, if you've never been in clubhouse, it won't take you very long to realize that it has a very specific use case as of now. And this isn't something that we're a brand will be shilling themselves and their products and services. Hopefully not, not to say that it won't and it can't, but as of now, this is how you want to be talking about it uh, or thinking about talking about it or preparing to talk about it is to get in with the, with a, a lens of learning. And then my biggest takeaway is basically use it for what it's doing now. And that's providing a low risk opportunity for you as a marketer to get outside your comfort zone and start expanding your communication skills. Uh, I'll put it this way. I'll leave it with this. <laughs> the most sought after role uh, that companies may be hiring for isn't the social media manager. It's the chief clubhouse officer, something like that. Cause, cause you, <laughs> you, you become a showrunner and a moderator and being a great moderator in clubhouse will get you noticed. I can, I can see it now. Just, you know, people that had, had no following, but are just really good at running a conversation. Those are the people that, that will have something to talk about in an interview um, about how they learned how to be a moderator in a room in clubhouse. So a lot, a lot of marketers. It's awesome point, Eric, a lot of marketers over the next three to five years, are going to be taking shortcuts to leadership positions through this, through this moment, right? We'll, we'll right. be having career moments interviews a few years from now, talking to people who were able to take that career shortcut because there weren't so many layers between them and the associate role they have today and that associate director role that they're going to have in a couple of years because of this app, this opportunity that is going to be a new way that we communicate with customers and buyers uh, and, and influencers going forward. So, so there's going to be a lot of people that take this shortcut. It's, it's a huge opportunity. I think you're, you make an awesome point. Definitely an opportunity. All right. So listen, if you're have questions, you want to talk more about it, you can certainly reach out to us, uh, via email connect at the marketinghelp.co or just tag us in, in social media. Uh, you can find us there, uh, but definitely let us help you. And until the next episode, this is Eric and Jed from the marketing help. Uh, thank you for joining and we'll see you in the next episode.